Hello and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod Welk, and I'm joined by Annie Diamond. Annie. Diamond Creek Bomb. Okay, if we're using my name, your name needs to be Nick XL Rod. <laughs> Is that but that's not even as good as Diamond Creek Bomb. I think it's pretty funny. That's like an excellent porn <laughs> name for you if you were to ever or maybe XL that could be your only Rod? your XL, like the size. XL oh, XL Rod. Rod. Oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's your only yeah. fan's name. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. We were just shooting the shit because the biggest <laughs> news. This week was what? <laughs> you say it. No. Why don't we instead talk about Parasite TikTok? <laughs> okay. So there is a little community on TikTok where they are all trying to like rid their body of parasites. And I guess there's this belief in the TikTok parasite community that like we all live <laughs> with like parasites. At any given time, we just are like full of parasites. And if you like basically use these like dewormers... <laughs> There's like these like pretty girls being like, okay, like I'm going to do my like deworming day one. And they like are like, okay, nothing. I don't notice anything different. Wait, like, they actually two. think and they think have th- worms inside of them or are they using parasites in the same way like goop uses the word toxins? No, no, no. They think that they have parasite worms <laughs> in them. And their whole thought is that we all do. It reeks of like kind of Banana Island vibes. <laughs> Banana Island, side note, was a trend about 10 years ago where people would just eat bananas. And it would be called going <laughs> to Banana diet. Island. <laughs> and you would go and it would be, it was like big on Instagram and they'd be like day two on it Banana was li- Island. It was literally like the scene in Hook where all the boys are imagining like a feast. But it's like these girls are like, and today I'm having ice cream and it's literally a frozen banana. Frozen banana. <laughs> and they're like, and then now I'm having soup and it's like a blended banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's been in the island. But anyway, parasite TikTok is people thinking that they might feel better from taking a dewormer, which is like what you give like a dog when they have a parasite. Imervectin has an incredible marketing Oof. team. <laughs> They're like, it kills COVID. <laughs> Let's um, do a TikToker seating. <laughs> <laughs> like an influencer seating? Ugh, an influencer ugh, worming. So anyway... They will take these dewormers and then they'll like document, I guess, like how they feel. No one really feels any different, but I did see one recently. And this is, again, these are not medical professionals. I don't even know why I'm like taking in or absorbing this information. But they were saying that like even good sushi, like all sushi has parasites. There's just like different levels or like different. There's bad ones and there's ones that are less bad. She was like, I eat a lot of sushi, so I'm like going to do a parasite like cleanse. (laughs) Oof. It's disgusting. I'm just like kind of off sushi. And I was just saying before we started recording was I just feel like we as a world are not in a great place. And I feel like eating raw fish from the oceans, the oceans, which famously have been on fire, Wait. <laughs> literally mm-hmm. in flames recently. There's been like burning Wait, water. Was there a new oil spill? A few months ago there was. I just feel like we have not treated the ocean with respect and fish come from the ocean, and then we're eating the fish from the ocean raw, and, like, I just don't trust our food safety standards. I heard an anecdote once that Angelina Jolie was, like, on a set, and this was when she was with Brad, and she was, like, talking with the stylist or the hairstylist or something, and was saying that she was talking to her cancer doctor, and she was, like, complaining that Brad smoked cigarettes. 
or like would smoke occasional cigarettes. And I guess her cancer doctor said something like, I wouldn't worry about cigarettes, but I don't think you should ever eat fish again because of like how fucked like the water is and the heavy metals and all that stuff that the fish absorb and then pass on to the people who eat them. I know. Does this count for like freshwater fish? I, I just like any fish. Will you and, like, ask I, Angelina Jolie's doctor? I, I'll try to. I mean, this is like, yeah, it's going to be hard to get an answer on that. But I just, I think that, you know, it's easier to control. The ocean is is vast and I don't trust it right now. And I don't think we've been nice to it. And I don't think it's going to be nice to us right now. All of which is to say, I am not a scientist, nor is this heavily researched by anyone other than me asking and talking to people who, who were at, on a set with Angelina Jolie. I do eat cooked fish. I also do eat sushi. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, the most interesting part of that story was the fact that they were fighting over him smoking cigarettes. <laughs> There's a little sneak peek into their life. Anyway, what else happened this week? This week, I feel like we didn't have that many big news stories, but we should. But should we get into them regardless? Are you saying that yes. we should just skip the news? <laughs> There's no top no. stories this week, but we'll do bottom stories. Oh, my God. But I have a really good product of the week, though. Oh, me too. Okay, but let's do top stories first. Okay, so I would say the biggest industry news this week is that Lucia Pica has left Chanel. She was like the creative director of... Noted makeup artist. Noted makeup artist. She was the creative director of Chanel Color. And she is now joining Byredo as head of their makeup category. And Isamaya French is no longer at Byredo. Do we think that that is... Is this sort of the plan where it's like just uh, temporary short-term collaborations with makeup people to create products and then it'll be a sort of like revolving door of collaborators with Ben. But hasn't it always been like that for any like luxury makeup brand? I feel like they're always like swapping around like talent. Like who the global artist yeah. in residence is? Yeah, that's true. And Isamaya has gotten around. She's been Tom Ford. Burberry. By Rado Burberry. Wasn't she like the beauty editor of ID at one point? That was her job before she became a makeup artist. She was the beauty editor of ID, I think. No, she started out as a makeup artist. She actually started out doing the reason she got into makeup to begin with was because she was a dancer and like performer and she would paint people's faces for their performances and do prosthetics. And then that like evolved into now like Burberry Beauty, which is like. Yes. So according to her Wikipedia, she was the beauty editor of ID and then she went to YSL Beauty. YSL, that's right. She went to Tom Ford Beauty. Then she became the creative director for Dazed Beauty. And then she went to Byredo, and then she went to Burberry. She seems very cool. Oh, and she also was Christian Louboutin Butte's global makeup ambassador. She's oh, she must be making bank. Who is doing her exclusivity agreements? Because like they're killing it, and she has like zero exclusivity. I feel like these makeup artists don't because even Violette, who has their own brand, is also, I think, like the Guerlain makeup artist in residence. And before that, she was Estee Lauder. And then before that, she was Dior, I believe. So I think maybe within that 
segment of the industry, you're kind of a free agent and you can just sort of lend your expertise and your name to whatever brands and they're happy to have you. But Lucia had been at Chanel for quite some time. So it's interesting to see this move. Cool. I do think they make a great mascara. Byredo makes a great, great yeah, mascara. Yeah, I feel like you've like low-key been very into the Byredo makeup. Just the mascara, if I'm being honest. I think the palettes are great. I strive to be at a point in my life where I can have like oyster shape eyeshadow palettes and just be very edited and have the square footage in my bathroom to just have object art like little yeah. <laughs> things like around my bathroom. But I like have like a very compact little desk that I have to put a bunch of flat little makeup compacts in and they are a little bit bulky for that. The shapes do not lend themselves to being a part of like your other makeup collection, if that makes sense. But yeah, that's not to say that novelty like shaped makeup palettes and stuff like that don't exist for like a lot of different brands, but just something I noticed about Burrito. But I bet she'll do really incredible face stuff and like blushes. It'll be exciting to see and hopefully you'll try it also. We can compare it to the Isamea stuff. So this is an, a story that we wouldn't normally cover, but I just think it's interesting. And we've talked a lot about the battle between Sephora and Ulta and Ulta in Target and Sephora in Kohl's and Space NK in Walmart and all these sort of different ways in which these retailers are trying to expand their footprints and expand their customer bases, etc. Ulta we talked about this with Darian last week. It's sort of like from a brand perspective, the underdog to Sephora, it feels like less intimidating would be the sort of positive spin to put on it. It seems less luxurious would be the negative spin. But anyway, they in 2021 had a major, major revenue jump, actually a 40.3% jump in sales. For the year that ended January 29th, which I guess is like the fiscal year, Ulta had $8.6 billion in sales, which is up from 2020's $6.15 billion. And is that across all channels or like retail.com? What do they attribute that to? They're attributing it to, at Ulta, fragrance was the best performing category in the last quarter. Yeah. And 20% of sales in the latest quarter were in hair, focusing on hair health. So that's sort of the Olaplex trend, so to speak. That's incredibly fascinating. All I see are articles about how luxury fragrance is up and on fire. Fragrance, man. I guess it's like escapism. It's a piece of luxury. It's emotional. It's one size fits all. Do you wear fragrance at home by yourself? So I, full disclosure, am friends with the head of PR for Tom Ford Beauty. And I asked her to send me Lost Cherry, Bitter Peach, and Rose Prick, which are three of the new Tom Ford beauty fragrances in the private blend collection and they're very tom ford they're very gourmand but i like will spray bitter peach or lost cherry on me before i go to bed i love fragrance i love Mm -hmm. the feeling of it i feel like there is like a coziness to it tom ford fragrances are always so deep and intense Mm -hmm. that i don't know it feels like the right thing to do is to sort of nestle in bed with them i've been trying to wear it more because i have all this fragrance that just sits there and I'm like, why am I saving I this? so much. I have fragrances from Into the Gloss. Same. I'm like, oh, like I don't want to throw away this like Armani Privé fragrance. But Yeah, I don't want to throw away like, I have like the Freja Beja <laughs> Erickson Byrito 
Rose of No Man's Land. Yeah. I don't even like rose fragrances. <laughs> and I won't get rid of it. Are we pack rats? They do have an exclusive on the Billie Eilish fragrance. So that could have been, <laughs> that could uh. have tipped the scales ever in their favor. Her fans are so like wild. I love how like Kanye tried to go after Billie and that quickly was <laughs> extinguished. I don't even think I can deal with. Kanye on this episode. I'm not ready to speak to it. One funny thing, and this is just a side note, Jessica DeFino, who is a beauty reporter, has a Substack newsletter that she sends out weekly. And she's usually railing, honestly, like railing against the industry, but it sometimes is fun to read. Her beauty newsletter is called The Unpublishable. And she just is kind of ranting, but I like it. At one point, she talks about how Gwen Stefani launched her own makeup line. And the quote that she gave to Elle magazine was something like, everyone has always asked me like about my red lipstick, my shade of lipstick. And so I created this brand. <laughs> and Jessica DeFino, who's very like anti-waste, anti-excess, like don't create something that already exists, was like the easiest thing for her to have done was just tell people what the shade was. She doesn't need to launch an entire brand. Of cosmetics, that is not the responsible thing to do. The responsible thing to do would be like, it is Ruby Red, or Ruby, what's the one? Ruby Woo. Ruby Woo, whatever, by MAC. Or like, Dragon Girl by NARS. It has to be go. one of the and two. And then just let us know. And then that's it. We don't need a whole brand. Ariana Grande is doing phase two, or what is she calling it? Like Spaceship Two for her next product launches? Yeah, it's an eyeshadow palette. <laughs> Seriously, I think it's like four eyeshadow palettes. It's so but it's much. called like Spaceship Starship. It's Chapter Two, Chapter Two, Chapter Two, Chapter Two. The collection's called Good Night and Go, and the names are. I feel like Nick, you tell me this. When I was reading the names, I felt like stage mom, like I felt, or like her stage coach, like an old Broadway trained, like kind of campy, like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Or no, the John Dempsey description. I feel like that's who came up with these names. Like the references are very like <laughs> from a different era. She's a Broadway. <laughs> she loves Broadway. Go-Go Boots, Smitten Kitten, <laughs> Groovy Baby, Quality Time for her long wear, Daydreamin' with a apostrophe instead of a G, mm-hmm. Broadway Baby, literally, Stage Mom, literally, oh, Audition, these are the names of her lip and cheek stick shades. And then the worst I thought was <laughs> the name of her calming face mist is Calm. Mist Thing. <laughs> like Mist Thing. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Do you? Okay. <laughs> you know what we should really try to find is a retail analyst who can speak to like which of these brands are working. Like I'm so curious whether. Ariana Grande's makeup is working or whether Rare Beauty's working. Rare is doing incredibly well. And just like for no apparent reason? No, people love the products. It's like the Fenty effect. At least when Fenty first launched makeup, people were like, okay, great. It's Rihanna. She has a makeup line. Tons of shades. Incredible. But then when people actually started trying the formulas, they were like, okay, the formulas are actually really, really, really good. Which oftentimes you don't get the triple threat like that from a celebrity brand. And why do we think the rare formulas are that good? Her chief product officer was at NYX NYX Cosmetics for seven years. Her name is Joyce Kim. And NYX 
is another brand that's like actually known for having really great formulas. Interesting. So she did it right. Good for her. Have you tried the products? Mm-hmm. And thoughts, feelings? She has really good neutral shades in her line. So I have a lot of like yellow and green undertones in my skin. And it's really hard to find fair shades of olive for like weirdly olive neutral skin tones like mine. The concealer I like, I tried the foundation. The foundation I found too drying. So I keep on going back to Armani Luminous Silk. Oldie but a goodie. Anyway. Here's what else we have. (laughs) Did you see Bratz and Colt Gaia did a collab? (laughs) This is a throwback to our OG readers. The founder of Colt Gaia is also the creator of the Bratz doll lifestyle brand. And finally, the two are meeting in a very explicit way. Cult Gaia X Bratz is just launched on Cult Gaia. It's a limited edition collaboration, but in some ways it's always been a collaboration because we've compared Bratz dolls to like the looks on Cult Gaia's website before. And it's, you know, she's never straying too far from a theme. This does really mean that we're old though, because it's like a sort of fancy Delia's catalog. Well, to me, it's funny because Cult Gaia, it's like, this girl's a beach girl, a desert girl. Like she's on a tropical vacation all the time. And then the Bratz dolls are like going to the club, <laughs> going to the club after their after school program is over. <laughs> like, they it's leave from the after school program to go to happy hour to the club. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's just like very hectic. It's hectic is a great word. for it. <laughs> hectic is a great word for it. It's hectic, but also amazing. Anywhere where you can smile that has a little bit of levity, that brands aren't taking themselves too seriously, I appreciate. What else is going on in the beauty space? I think that's it. Those are all of our top stories. They can't be. Okay, we need to quickly insert some arts and culture. Okay. So we're calling it here. Hopefully nobody's done it yet. But if only we look at the people who have DM'd me asking me to figure out who did her makeup. Basically, every girl is going to be Zoe Kravitz's cat woman for Halloween this year. Have you seen the movie yet? No. I haven't been to a movie in years. Well, her makeup looks incredible. It's very, like, Euphoria-esque. But there's glitter looks. There's a pink wig, a la Natalie Portman and Closer. There's... moment. She has a lot of wig looks that are really nice. She has like a little burgundy, like red bob with like a little underturned in. Like yeah. all the ends are like curled under and it's like very sleek. And then, of course, very like, like her... Fifth Element kind of. No, Fifth Element was more like piecier. But her pink hair in the movie is like a mix of like the Fifth Element hair in terms of texture, but then the pink hair from Closer. So, anyway, you can tell there were some interesting references there. Closer. Closer? Okay, mm-hmm. apparently it's called Closer. This is why every movie needs to have. Within the movie, within the dialogue of the movie, the name of the movie. Great films do this all the time. They let you know why the movie is called what it's called. So like 10 Things I Hate About You, I'm sure they probably within the dialogue were like, okay, here's 10 Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger, right? So really, that was more the maker of that movie's fault than my own. Um, True. Anyway, so if anyone knows who did Zoe Kravitz's makeup in The Batman, please let me know. I haven't been able to figure it out on my end. The makeup department has like 57 credits. So I love that as a challenge for our readers. For our readers, yeah. Let's put the work on you for once. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's time for products of the week. I just have been, it's been busting out of me, literally. Okay, and then go first. So my product of the week 
Do you remember, and this is like a little triggering, trigger warning. In the pandemic, there was this chili oil, or it's called Chili Crisp by a brand called Fly by Jing. Do you remember this? <gasps> I met her. Go okay. ahead. It was like in the beginning of like lockdown, lockdown, this woman launched a brand of Chili Crisp, which is a well-known staple in a lot of Asian, specifically Chinese cuisines. And it is like a hot, spicy oil with chili flakes in it and some Szechuan peppercorns that are kind of like give you that kind of numbing, tingling effect. Anyway, it like sold out. It got a New York Times article. Like there was wait lists for this Chili Crisp. Cut to... She now has a full-fledged food brand, including a dumpling subscription. (gasps) And you can do a monthly (laughs) dumpling subscription. They're shipped, cold-packed, shipped to your house. Soup dumplings, shrimp and mushroom dumplings. And I love soup dumplings, but when you order them out or you have them delivered, they're always not hot enough. They're not whatever. But I've never really been able to make them myself. Cut to, again, me making Fly by Jing soup dumplings using a simple steamer that I had in my house, a little boiling water. Nine minutes later, the most delicious dumplings I've ever had in my entire life. Not in my entire life, but to be able to do it in your house is pretty incredible. I'm ordering these right now. I'm going to tell you, there are Yeah, there's a dumpling variety pack, so you can get pork, shrimp, and scallop, I think shrimp and mushroom, and then the pork soup dumplings. You can do a monthly four-pack for $91. You can buy a variety pack for $107, but that it comes with two bags of three flavors, so it's six bags total, which will last you a long time. I mean, unless you're like a crazy dumpling person, in which case... You know, you might need to replenish faster. However, I recommend starting with the variety pack, figure out what you like. And a bag will last you probably three meals. So it sounds expensive, but I think it actually doesn't have to be. And then again, you get a discount. So it goes from a one-time purchase of $108 to a subscription for $91. And who doesn't want a monthly subscription of delicious dumplings? And what I like about them is that there's not a lot of preservatives that you sometimes can get on packaged or processed foods. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I'll like buy something in the freezer aisle and I'm like scared at how many crazy chemicals they have just to keep things shelf stable. But these, they're pretty good in terms of ingredients. I'm obsessed with them. And the other thing, pro tip, you can make your own dumpling sauce, a little rice wine vinegar, a little sort of dark soy sauce, a little bit of fresh ginger, and you have it made. I'm ordering so much stuff right now. Flybyjing.com. Annie, what do you got for us? Well, this week I have, after testing it extensively, a dupe. Woo! What are we duping? Well, this product has been sold out for ages. And I know this because it was one of my favorite products. And apparently it went viral on TikTok. And it's been sold out for months and months and months. And that is the Charlotte Tilbury contour wand. And I don't use it as a contour wand because the shade is all wrong. It's 
too warm for me. And it's very, 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 very pigmented. And so there's no way it doesn't make sense to use it as a contour. And it only comes in two shades, which is light, which is the shade that I purchased that is way too dark for me. So that's their light shade. And then they have one medium to deep, which is... I guess it looks like it has more red in it just from looking at the photos online. But again, it would have to be very dark because the light is so dark already. But I started using it as a bronzer and I started wearing bronzer only in the parts of my faces where I would put highlighter. So that's my new like makeup look now. Anyway, so I've been looking for a dupe of the Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood Contour Wand in the shade light to medium. And I found it and I tested a lot. She's shaking her wand and i actually think it's an improvement on this product so and it's cheaper so the hollywood contour wand is 40 dollars. it comes in like a squeeze tube package but then the tip is a wand applicator and so you squeeze the tube and it pushes this product that's like the consistency of like a liquid foundation up through this felted wand applicator And you can like twist it to unlock it and lock it, but it's so messy. It always dispenses way too much product. And even when it's locked, if I travel with it, I'll always get like this really dark sparkly bronzer like leaking out into the cap. So that's not good. But the dupe is, now that I'm cutting to the chase, from a brand called Revolution. You can get it at Ulta. And it is their Eye Bright Concealer. I specifically did want to find another product that came in a felted wand applicator Mm -hmm. because I think it's nice for how I like to apply the product. Anyway, so this is a concealer, not a bronzer, not a contour wand. However, what's the difference? There is none. The formula itself does not have all the sparkles that the Charlotte Tilbury does, which I prefer. Right, because that it feels more natural that way. Mm -hmm. And it's not quite as pigmented or thick as the Charlotte Tilbury one, which again, I prefer for wearing it as a bronzer. And it's really nice. And the best improvement is that while it does have the felted tip applicator, it comes in a twist up hard pin format. Oh, like the touche clot. Exactly. But it's like a little bit thicker than the the touche clot to account for this. Like, oh, can you see it? Yeah. And so I just twist it up. And a really controlled amount Oof, comes out. That's good ASMR. And I just dab it on like the high points. I have to twist it a little bit more. Sorry. Oh no! No, it really is like the Tusha clot. I was just saying that it was so great at pumping. Uh oh. Oh no! What can you do? It's live TV. Okay, so then you, I just dab it on. I do at the top of my forehead because I feel like I have a five head unless I. Don't. And then I put some on the bridge of my nose and then I blend. Okay, I'm watching this transform. Oh, and on my chin. Okay, let's see now what happens. I'm going to look like I like went to Oaxaca for a long weekend. Now remember, you always need to blend up into your hairline, especially if you wear your hair in the middle part. Otherwise, you have like a pale pasty part in the middle of your head and a very tan forehead and the C shape around my eyes. She's literally transformed from a monster into like a goddess. Thank you. And then my chin. It does kind of like suck you in, give you like angles. Those are my natural angles. They're just. It feels very Tom Ford. How much is this setting us back again? Oh, let's play prices right, guys. Okay. One dollar. Heck. That's how you play the prices Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Hit us with the name of the product one more time. It is the Makeup Revolution Eye Bright Concealer. You can get it on Ulta. 
who's doing very well. <laughs> and I would say the best dupe for the light shade of Charlotte Tilbury's contour wand is their shade called Deep Caramel. There you go. There's Warm Chestnut and there's Deep Caramel. Yeah, if you need a darker shade, go with Warm Chestnut. If you need a lighter shade, they have those too. There you go. That is our show. It is. Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamyn Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Presant, and our album art is by Simon Abronowitz. You can follow us on Instagram at Eyewitness Beauty, and you can email us, hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com. What else? Patreon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Eyewitness Beauty. I hope Gia's doing well. I hope Gia's having a good month. I think she's thriving. I think she just got promoted. Gia! Congratulations, Gia. And the other thing I'd like to say is someone was telling us, actually, this is a little chestnut for those who've listened this far. Someone was in the DMs, I think talking with you about how Sephora was matching the prices at the 21 Days of Beauty Ulta sale or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that true? I didn't didn't research to see if it was like a one for one. But apparently, this goes in our apparently section at the end of the show. Yeah, Sephora's price matching Ulta because the 21 Days of Beauty are happening right now at Ulta, which is an event that I had no idea was a thing that apparently people wait for. Do you ever buy like the VIB Rouge event like Sephora stuff or no? No. You don't shop there enough? No. Anyway, happy shopping. Happy shopping. Happy shopping.